Hey guys, we are so excited that you're here. Welcome to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. I'm Kara Goss, online registered dietitian and health and fitness coach. And I'm Kylie Kaiser, online health and fitness coach, and we're your hosts. This podcast is all about improving yourself physically and mentally. And y'all, neither of those things can be improved with a quick fix. We are here to be real with you about your fitness and fat loss goals, your health, your mindset, and everything in between. If you're ready to open your mind to the process that self-improvement requires, instead of always looking for the next quick fix, then this is your podcast. Let's get started. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast, episode 91. It's your girls, Kara and Kylie, with a little bit of a chaotic episode. For I was going to say, what a chaotic, I was literally going to say, what a chaotic time it's been. <laughs> so first things first, sorry if, first of all, sorry if my audio sounds a little bit off. We're having technical difficulties Classic. there. And then, so we did have a very special guest planned for y'all this week. Do not worry. He will be on with us next week. We had our good friend, Anthony Spada on. We started to he record- having the, all kinds of tech issues. Yeah, we started to record the podcast. He was having all kinds of technical issues with his Wi-Fi. The quality just wasn't going to be great for y'all. So we decided to- cut we just decided to reschedule for next week so now kylie and i are back here with just like an off the off the whim mini no preparation so just bear with us yeah no prep (laughs) i'm feeling a little bit off like i'm definitely not in my flow today so it is what it is but kylie how are you doing you recapped something very special on our previous (laughs) recording so tell the audience about what's been going on in your world Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm good. I'm just so tired. For Nashville tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm flying out to Nashville tomorrow. I'll be there for a week, just visiting friends. I'm going to a comedy show there, like as a, as a fan, I'm like, I have tickets for a show. So that's like what the trip is booked around. Um, yeah. But I actually am going to do some mics while I'm there as well um, in the Nashville scene. So that'll be fun. Um, Exciting. Of, yeah. So speaking of doing mics, I'm talking like about the comedy mics and that's just been keeping me super busy here. Um, I was moving all last week, which is why we didn't have an episode last week. So thank you guys for your patience on that. Um, it was just, it's been chaotic between like work and doing, um, I'm like really diving into this comedy thing. Like I'm doing it like pretty intensely right now. Um, and so doing that at night, like working during the day and then moving, it was just chaos. So, um, especially then preparing to go out of town this week. So, um, it's been busy and busy, but, uh, yesterday or last night I got in at, um, the comedy mothership, which is Joe Rogan's new club here in Austin. So that was really cool. Um, it's basically like I was explaining on the other podcast. It's like, um, it's pretty like, it's like everybody's goal to get on the mic there. Basically everybody in the scene, mm-hmm. the Austin comedy scene is very saturated. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's already kind of a lottery to get on mics at any of the places because there's just so many of us and there's only so many spots and um it's gotten worse since his club opened so this club just opened a few weeks ago um Mm -hmm. and it's like the number one club for comedy in the country now um he's had like a ton of like rotating special guests and people that pop in that are like huge comedy names bookers stuff like that um and a lot of times they're like in the back of the room or watching the mic from the TVs in the back, like um, kind of watching for people and then inviting people to come back and do shows and stuff there. Um, so I've, I've had some friends, for example, that have done 
um, like been already on to open up for like pretty big names and stuff like at that club just from being seen. So it's kind of like the spot to try to get in at and every Sunday and Monday they do the sign up. Uh, the first one they did was like over 200 people were in line. It was during like South by Southwest, which is a huge event here. So there was a lot of people in town, but since then, um, there's still always like over a hundred people on the sheet and they do a random selection of 16 names every Sunday and Monday. So I was on yesterday, um, and it went okay. It wasn't, um, I've only been about a month into doing all this. So, um, I wasn't expecting to like blow it out of the water or anything, but it, it, so it wasn't like my best, but it was, um, it was still, it was still good. Dude, I freaking love that for you. And that's so exciting. Like just the fact that you got picked yesterday, like 16 people out of how many that's fucking amazing. And like such a good way for you to get noticed and like even more experience for you. So love that. Yeah. Yeah. Just the experience of being like an, uh, with an actual like designated crowd, like everybody there, like paid to be there. Like a lot of times that's not how the, the, like the mics work. So, um, that, that was cool. So it's, it was, uh, it was a fun experience and yeah, it's been exciting, but I know you have, uh, you have an exciting update, which is what we're going to focus on for the episode today now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So good segue. This is a good segue and yes, very exciting update. I am done with my post birth control cut. So freaking excited. We started reversing today. Um, so excited to have five more grams of fat in the diet. (laughs) I'm so excited to eat more peanut butter and pumpkin seeds. I actually found like this recipe for this Thai salad. And I don't know why I have just, it's honestly been like this weird thing for the last year of my life. I've just been in a Thai mood for like a year. And I used to make this like Thai inspired bowl that I loved, but it was pretty high fat. Um, and now I found this Thai salad with like this homemade peanut sauce. And I'm like, oh, I am making that this week because your girl has five more grams of fat. And honestly, like that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you've been this low fat, Dude, yeah, as I have a for a long time, <laughs> you, yeah, you know, like Kylie knows all about it. I mean, prep life, you know what it's like to be that low fat. Yeah. It's, it's rough, right? And so five grams of fat yeah. makes a difference. So we bumped up 25 grams of carbs on my rest days, 50 grams of carbs on my training days, and then five grams of fat across the board on all days. So I am super freaking excited about that. So, you know, Austin just said, like, we'll kind of see how the body responds this week and go from there in terms of adjustments. Um, But yeah, so we're kind of just going to wing it today and walk you guys through kind of like what the last um, pretty much like year and a half has been from, you know, switching coaches, working with Austin to obviously like getting to the point that I was at post-birth control where I was pretty much at like my heaviest weight to being Mm -hmm. able to go into a cutting phase. Um, And, you know, it's so funny because it's like a lot of new people have like been following me lately and have been seeing like, oh, she's in a dieting phase or, oh, she's actively losing weight and stuff. And like, I feel like whenever you only see one piece of the picture, you don't Mm -hmm. see all of the work that was beforehand. And so I think it's really important to note that, you know, for those of you who are maybe newer to the podcast, or maybe you don't remember kind of like the situation that I went through, like I came off of birth control in January of 2021, and I didn't start cutting until the end of June, beginning of July 
2022. So it was a year and a half long process for me to get my period back to regulate my hormones and to get my body to a good place where I was able to lose weight again. And in that time I did gain 30 pounds. So really like my entire goal for this cutting phase was simply to lose the weight that I put on post-birth control. I was like, if I can get back down to like the 120 to 125 range. And again, I don't love saying like, oh, I had a goal weight, but in this scenario, like it was realistic for me to have a goal, have a goal weight because I had put on so much of body fat post birth control that I knew where my healthy set point was, you know? It's like, it's not like I had this unrealistic goal or whatever it may be. It's just like, I know that I feel my best between 120 and 125. So that's what I want to get back down to. And so, you know, we started out around, we started out my cut around, I was like 149. That was the heaviest that I got. Um, I remember being like, if I hit 150, like I'm, I'm going to have a mentee B. And again, it, it shouldn't feel like that, but it does whenever you are already so deep into like this healing journey and this weight gain mm-hmm. and it's like, oh my God, if I gain another pound, like it's, it was really freaking hard, you know? And so like, yeah. we, I will honestly say that like this cut lasted longer than it normally would. I mean, even Austin said like he, this is normally a bit longer than he would take any cut. Like usually even for me, the longest that I'm going to cut a client is like six to eight months max. And we also have to remember that like, there are ways that we can prolong a cut through dieting or through Mm -hmm. diet breaks, through refeed. Yeah. And you were having like a free meal pretty regularly and stuff, right? Like it wasn't, yeah, yeah. 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 So you had some leniency there at least. Exactly. I had a free meal weekly. Like there were definitely, and again, like I was like, I can honestly count on one hand, the times where like I went off plan, like my Mm -hmm. consistency was on point and it still took me almost, it was like nine ish months. Yeah. To lose like 28 pounds. So just let that sink in. That's great perspective. It's yeah, because realistically, I feel like so many people go into a dieting phase or fat loss phase, cutting phase, whatever it may be. And they're like, okay, I want to drop, you know, 30 pounds in the next four months when they're not even being 90 to 100% consistent every week. They're not actually hitting their variables six out of seven days or seven out of seven days every week. And they expect this rapid progress. Whereas again, every single person responds differently. Mm -hmm. And I will say that like Austin and I didn't get super aggressive in this cut probably until about like, I want to say like November, December. But that Um, was also to be mindful of not causing more harm, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And to keep my period regular and to make sure that like my body wasn't a good place. And so the cut started out pretty slow to begin with. Like I just quickly tried to pull up my chart to see where like my body weight was at and stuff. And like, I mean, we started out around like 148, 149 at the end of June, beginning of July. And like, it took me until, um, I'm looking here. It took me until the middle of October 
to even drop 10 pounds. So like some people are like, oh, I want to drop 10 pounds in two months. Like it took me July, August, September. It took me three and a half months, you know? And again, that was with a slow start to the cut. So just putting in perspective, it took me eight, nine months to drop 28 pounds being 90 to 100% consistent that entire time. So just put that in perspective for people who are like, yeah, I want to drop 30 pounds in four months, you know? I'm so glad that you bring that up. And I think it's important to like note too, that like this is yes, specific to like your post-birth control journey, but this can relate to any type of like hormonal or metabolic downregulation. So like whether it's that you've had like issues with thyroid because of like constant dieting, or it's because of you having issues from like coming off birth control, or you're having issues just because you're maybe you're just like somebody like some people are just slow responding, like in a lot of times it does have to do probably with things that are going on metabolically. But like, I think that it's it, I, I get that I have this conversation, you know, I think we all do as coaches on repeat. And like I said, I still have um, my few uh, fitness ladies hanging out. And um, I've had this conversation recently with one of them about, you know, there was like, I wish I could see um, progress, more progress than I have so far for like how long we've been doing it. And I'm like, we technically committed to doing this at the start of this year. And that's only been three months. And we were, we haven't been aggressive because, you know, it's also like, you know, there's post-birth control stuff here going on for these clients as well. And like just different things with, you know, like I said, like all kinds of different hormonal and uh, metabolic things. But I was like on top, we're not only not being aggressive yet for good reason, just like Austin was with you, not because he didn't want you to not lose the weight. Um, But on top of that, it's like, this is like, you know, people who are asking this are, I'm just, you know, being straight with y'all. I know how Kara is living and like, they're not on that level of consistency, which is also fine, but it always comes back to that, like aligning your expectations with your actions. Like if you want more balance than like what was okay for you, that's okay. But then you have to be okay with this taking even longer. So I just, I think it's so important to point out that like, when you did have it, that unlock, it still took you that long. So if you, I think if you want to take down your percentage of consistency for your own sanity or balance for life or whatever, that's fine. But every time you take down that percentage, you need to take up the amount of months you expect this to take. Yeah. Like I think it's like a, it's like a relationship. It's like a sliding scale. Right. Yeah. And that's like, and we're talking like, when you say on one hand, she's like, she's including like, like you, we talked about us when you're here, like, but like, I mean, you came and visited us just for like two months ago for a week. And, you know, you, you, you had all your groceries while you're here, you hit your stuff. Like you went off plan for the, like, I think a free meal that again, is part of your protocol technically. And yeah. maybe like, and the one other day. Brave. Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say one other day where you basically still hit all your macros, but just had a couple of drinks. That was yeah. really, I don't even think you ate. We didn't, you didn't eat off plan that day. It was <laughs> No, we, oh. did. we did because it was the barely not a, not we had not some as bad. cheesy bread at the end of the Taylor Swift race. Okay, but okay, so you tried to go off playing because we wanted pizza, but you did, you ended up having like two pieces of garlic bread, and honestly, <laughs> that garlic bread I'm gonna tell you right now, 17 carbs, like three or five, three to five fat. They're not that bad. Yeah. That's- Honestly, oh yeah. I, I the fact it. that I know that, but like I used I used to work Texas toast into my macros so often. 
I love that. Uh, that yeah. If you guys, if you guys missed, I feel like we talked about that in one of these episodes, didn't we? Or did we only no, do it on my podcast? No, put it on, you put it on your, your personal story or your- Oh yeah. It was story, my close friend's story. Fucking right. hilarious. I swore we talked about it here, but maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. Kara and I wanted some late night pizza and there was a whole ordeal. And so we just, we settled for uh cheesy Texas toast and dipping it in marinara sauce which was a okay. move but Kara put it in upside down in the air fryer so all the cheese burnt to the bottom of the air fryer <laughs> yeah all the cheese burned to the bottom of the air fryer and I was like Kylie I don't think that this is done like I don't think that this is done and I kept pulling it out and checking it and I was like oh it doesn't look done because like the cheese is on the bottom and it's I couldn't see it melting because I put it in wrong it was a whole ordeal so yeah it was, it was great but, but anyways, you know, that is the mo- that was the most you went off plan that trip besides your planned free meal. So, exactly. you know, that's that we're talking travel, we're talking your social events, like you made all of it work with your plan. And again, yeah. we don't, that is the type of consistency we expect if you want the best possible results in the quickest amount of time. But mm-hmm. if your version of balance or like you and your coach have worked out or it's okay to be less like, I don't have a problem with a client wanting it to be less aggressive, or if they have a lot of things going on, and they want to not track on vacations. We've talked about that excessively on here. Right. Like, that's completely fine with you. You don't have to vacation the way Kara did when she came here. Like You don't right. have to do that. That's always your choice. Have, yeah. And I did have a vacation over summer. Exactly. But I did. I used yes. it as a diet break and I didn't. Yep. Track. Yep. That's again, goes back to just, I feel like this is your experience with this diet is just such a testament to literally everything that we talk about on here. It's like being sure. picky with your yeses and nos. Like, Hey, I've got multiple trips or multiple vacations. So I'm going to regulate this one a little bit differently. So this one can be a little more lax or like maybe that to you looks like both of them are equally at like 70%. Like there's tons of ways you can make this look, but you have to always make sure that matches what you expect the outcome to be. That's like the big thing to hammer in. So true. So true. And so, yeah. And to your point there, then like consistency can also determine like how long that cut goes, you know what I mean? And so it's like, it's important that we're looking at all of the variables, all of the factors, and also looking at like, you know, how quickly did we have to get aggressive and also what has our biofeedback been like? And I will say, so like, Like I said, like the start of the cut, I would definitely say from like July to like mid-October, end October, definitely started out a little bit more slowly. Once we hit November and we started getting a bit more aggressive with calories, that's when the weight really started falling off. I am also somebody who I do feel like I have a pretty adaptive metabolism where it's like, yes, I can maintain my body weight normally at like a little bit of a higher calorie set point. But when I diet, I have to get pretty freaking low with my calories. I'm five foot, I'm small, right? And like, I also think a lot of times there's that misconception of, especially in um, the coaching space, and I've been guilty of this too. I think a lot of times we talk so much about fueling our body properly and eating enough that many times people think that when they go into a deficit or a dieting phase, that they won't have to go that low calorie or that their calories shouldn't have to get that low. But in all reality, like most women are going to have to push their calories down 
pretty low at some point to drop the extra body fat. Like that's just the reality of it. And that doesn't mean that we should be doing it forever, right? That's why Mm -hmm. we go about this in a periodized way. That's why we reverse diet and we track biofeedback and we look at how we're feeling, right? But once we hit that November point, I would definitely say like, I'm looking at my chart right now and like body weight definitely started dropping off. I mean, from like November to, I mean, now I dropped Mm -hmm. down another like 13, like 15 pounds. Right. And so overall we went from around like 148 to 149 at the start of this cut to now my average is around 121 to 122. So I basically, I reached my goal, right. I wanted to get from 120, anywhere from 120 to 125. And I did that. And I'm really, really happy with that. But the other side of this that I wanted to let y'all kind of in on is that we could have kept pushing if we wanted to. And this is also the other, um, just the other point that I want to make. Just because you can keep pushing doesn't necessarily mean that you should. And so for me, obviously, over these last few months, like, I will say that my biofeedback throughout this entire dieting phase has been really freaking good. Strength has been up in the gym. My training sessions have been good. My energy has been good. My sleep has been good. Like, yeah, hunger levels have been up, of course, as they will be in a dieting phase. But, you know, stress, like everything has been really freaking good for the most part. Of course, I'm human. There are weeks where I don't feel as good as others. But overall, like, we continue to push because I was feeling so good. I will say that the one area that kind of started signaling to us that, okay, we are getting to the end of this cut is that my period started getting a bit more irregular. And so for those of y'all who know me, like I worked so hard to get my period regular again, post-birth control, that that is something that's really freaking important to me. Um, Uh Whenever I am going through a cutting phase or dealing with anything sort of health-wise. And the craziest part about this is, and I want to make this known for everyone, is literally this is what dieting does to your body it's not even like I am at a super low body fat percentage like yeah we'll see people like competitors and people at a super low body fat percentage who lose periods or their periods start to get irregular I am not that person I am not like I still have plenty of body fat on me like shout out you know yes I'm at a much lower body fat than I was before but This is what I want to make clear to y'all is that, you know, whenever you are chronically dieting and you're in a deficit for a long time, this, like, this is a testament to what can happen. Like we started Uh seeing my period get longer and longer and longer. We started to see it get more irregular. And I will say that, you know, up until probably about the last month, again, I was still feeling awesome um, in terms of like biofeedback and everything. But over this last month, I will say like, I mentally started to feel myself tap out of this deficit. I've been having more cravings. I've been wanting just like, I have been feeling myself just like wanting more food variety. Like, and I really just freaking missed my fats so much. I'm like, I 
really want to be able to just like eat a fat salad with like really fatty dressing. And that's so when funny. you know, when you're craving salad in a calorie deficit, yeah. that's when you know, it's time to, <laughs> it's time to end the cut. Right. I remember. Yeah. And so, um, that is one thing that we started to see. And then obviously just like the mental, um, and I started to have some like weird biofeedback symptoms over this past few months as well. Like headaches started getting pretty bad. Um, I had like a little bit of like a lack of focus, um, more fatigue and stuff. So we called it this week. We're like, yep, we're done. Um, Austin was like, you don't have to tell me twice. Like we're going to pull out, we're going to start reversing. And I'm again, I'm telling you guys this just to remind you that yeah, we probably could have kept pushing, right? But mm-hmm. just because you can keep pushing in a calorie deficit or a diet does not mean that you should, right? Look at the biofeedback, look at what your body's telling you and do not ignore your body's signals that it is giving you. Because realistically, like if I, if we would keep pushing, like I, I know that I would feel like shit in a few weeks, you know? So yeah. you want to make sure that you are making those calls. And also that is the beauty of working with a coach because I personally, as a coach, I am a coach myself. So I am very, very hyper aware of my own biofeedback and how I'm feeling, but mm-hmm. a lot of people are not no. aware. And right. so having someone there who's able to look at the biofeedback and look at and say, Hey, we need to start thinking about pulling out, pulling out of this cut and making sure that we are getting your calories back up to a solid place. That is really important. And that's the beauty of working with someone when you don't have this self-awareness. It can also be really freaking hard to just be objective about it. Like even in my mind, there is still a little piece of me that wants to keep pushing. Would I love to get down to like 115, 110? Sure. I would love to drop another five, 10 pounds, but is the negative biofeedback and the high hunger and the lack of focus and stuff like that and how you're feeling is feeling shitty worth that last few pounds? No, it's not. And I know that we will be able to drop more body fat in a future fat loss phase. But like for right right now, we made incredible progress in this phase. We pushed hard and now it's time to recover and get things back to optimal, you know? So like, just remembering that this is this is the importance of periodized nutrition and this is the importance of not chronically dieting and not pushing your deficit past the place where you're like, yeah, I'm digging myself into a hole and now I'm in a really shitty place. You know, it's just, it's so huge. Yeah, you're right. It is like you have to, I don't know, pick your battles. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, you do. Um, you 100% do. And I will honestly say too, I was actually, I was talking to our friend, Sarah Lipton about this earlier this week, because I was like, I am definitely mentally preparing to reverse diet because I know that the scale is going to fluctuate up a bit. I know that I'm going to gain a little bit of weight back. Doesn't mean I'm going to gain the 28 pounds that I lost back, but I'm probably going to fluctuate up. Like I would say like five, six pounds. And when you get to the lowest point in your dieting phase, and then to start seeing that scale creep up a little bit again, it is yeah. difficult. It is no matter how much work you've done internally, no matter how okay and happy you are in your body right now, because I am in the healthiest place that I've ever been in my relationship with food in my body. It's still going to be a little bit difficult. So I'm just kind of mentally preparing myself for that now, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. This is another aspect of like my cycle becoming more irregular is that my progesterone was already very low going into this cut. It was the highest it's ever been, which is sad because it was at like a like a 1.3, which is the highest that I could get it. Like coming coming off of birth control, my progesterone was historically around like a 0.2, 0.3. And like, mind you, like optimally, we would like to see progesterone released over like a 10 but I will be honest most women especially women who are on birth control or post-birth control they are operating at a range of like a two to three progesterone mm-hmm. like when I see somebody who has like an eight nine ten eleven fifteen progesterone I'm like what is it like to be God's favorite because honestly <laughs> we don't yeah. see that a lot in our practice because we no. know that birth control stress chronic dieting all of these things impact this and so after a year of doing all of the things to get my progesterone up, it's still only raised one by one, right? Like yep. 8, 9, 0.3 to 1.3. And so at that point, again, I was getting regular period, everything like that. I was feeling good. So it's like at that point, we knew it was low and we knew that we were going into a dieting phase. And um, we did get lab work done. Uh, I think it was like about two months ago to see where everything's at. And yeah, like my progesterone is super low, which is not not shocking because I've been dieting for a while, you know? And so that's something that's also really important to note is like, that's playing an impact on menstrual cycle. That's playing an impact on some of the things that I'm feeling from like a headache standpoint, hormonal standpoint, all of that kind of stuff. But again, it didn't start happening until like this last, just in this last month or so that I was like really feeling those things, you know? So it's like, I was really feeling good up until this point. Um, And again, like I really am overall still feeling really freaking good. There were just a few. Yeah, you just, you just get burnt out. Like, I yeah, mean, yeah, burnt out. We're like, not supposed to do this all the time. Exactly. <laughs> more so, it's been a mental thing more than anything. Yeah. Like, mentally, I'm tapped out. And honestly, I'm ready to I'm ready to get my progesterone levels back up. I'm ready to feel really freaking good again. And honestly, like that's on growth. That is on like not sacrificing your health to lose another five pounds. And like, yeah, I'm very proud of myself to getting to the, for getting to this point mentally, because like old Kara would have wanted to keep pushing, you know, mm-hmm. so that's really big too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see where things go. I'm excited to see how my body responds to this reverse. And I'm excited to have a period of time, a long period of time where I am eating at maintenance and I'm eating more calories and, that's again, just the importance of going about things in a periodized way and really paying attention to the signals that your body is giving you and remembering that losing body fat takes time. It's going to take more time than you want it to. And it's also going to take probably more consistency than you are giving to it currently. So that's just a general reminder for everybody listening. Truly. Like, I mean, I was thinking about that too. Like I made me think about just even like my preps and like, I mean, I was thinking about like the weights I started at and stuff like that. And I was thinking about the last contest prep. It was like from, we started like the first week of January, my show was the first or second week of June. So yeah. that's almost six months, five and a half, whatever. Yeah. Um, in that time frame, where like you just, that's, I was 100% consistent, 100% of the time, no free meals, nothing, and using PEDs and pushing very hard. And it still was that frame of time, five and a half to six months for me to lose about 30 pounds. Exactly. 
So as same well. dream as me. Yeah. So, so when people have a four, a, a five, a four month idea to lose 30 pounds, like that's what that took for that to happen to me. And it still took even longer than yep. four months. Like, and so that's, people, you know, and the general population isn't using PEDs. They're not, they're not hitting every, no. and like, I mean, I'm talking like, yeah, like the amount of cardio, everything I was doing. And again, that's not the answer to you being able to push it that hard because I, again, was doing all of the phases in between for that to work that way. Uh, and I was, I was eating actually up until on my training days, up until about halfway through that, my, my macros for like carbs and things like that were higher than a lot of people are trying to do for their diet phases because of how I trained, because of what I had done with my body in those off phases, like all of that's part of the picture, but that's just to paint, like even doing all of those processes correctly, that still took that amount of time for me to lose that. Cause I think, I think I was like one I was 120 something on stage. I think I was like in the mid, like maybe 120. Yeah. I was like, I, I think our goal was 125 and I was somewhere right around yeah, that. I remember um, that. And, and I started that prep at one between 145 and 150. Yeah. I think. So. so again, yeah, it's just all context and just remembering like, like you said, every single person responds differently. And the other quick note that I do want to make here is that I did not do any formal formal cardio throughout this entire cutting phase. Wow. The only, the only cardio now, granted my steps were high. Your steps are hella high. <laughs> yeah. Like but that's a, still high. lower stress though. Right. And that, that was another big thing as well. It's like we, the changes that we made, we made modestly, we made carefully and we made sure mm-hmm. to really not put a ton of stress on my body. But like, yeah, I mean, my steps at the end of this were 13, like 13 to 14 or 14 to 15 K. Um, which is, it's, it's hard. That's hard to do. It, no, it is. It takes a lot of work to get that amount. It's of a lot of time. Yeah. And so, but again, I wasn't doing any stair stepper. I wasn't doing any elliptical. I didn't have any other formal cardio outside of steps. Um, so that definitely helped us as well in terms of like the mitigating stress part of things, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, overall, I am, I'm really freaking happy with how it turned out. I am so happy with where I'm at now. I'm feeling so much better. And again, it's just like going through that weight gain and going through that really freaking difficult time. And for those of you who maybe aren't familiar or haven't listened, like we recapped all of this and I don't remember when we did that. Was it last summer? Um, whenever we talked about our uncomfortable episodes, it's, it's called, we're still uncomfortable cares version. And I basically talked about my entire post birth control journey. So, you know, going through all of that really helped me have this reverence and acceptance and love for my body and where I'm at, at every single phase. So, Again, it might be a little bit mentally difficult to see some of the changes that happen throughout this reverse diet, but I am excited to eat more, to have bomb ass training sessions and yeah, to just see where we're going next. So that's all for me, folks. I'm, I just want to say, I'm just super proud of you and I'm super happy for you. Like I know how hard you pushed for this and I know how much you wanted this and how long you've been waiting for the opportunity to diet (laughs) just like the patience you had. And like, you know, we've spoke on all this, like you said, through our multiple episodes where we updated on, you know, the discomfort and all those things. And when it really walked through what your, it was like for you to get to the point where you could do this, but like, it's just been uh, a long time and you have 
done all the things you're supposed to do and just you know I know how there's been like a lot of frustration and sadness and like yes. anger with your body and um you know just mentality and stuff but you never gave up and you never lost sight of like doing things the right way even on days where it like very much is like yeah I would love to go do this like you know the fuck all way that we know is there and everything I would love but- to just eat 50 grams of carbs a day and drop 10 pounds in a week Actually, no, that would be no, it was terrible. terrible. But but yeah, like I mean, we have those days though where it's like you know, oh that that is sounding that's sounding pretty easy right now. If I could just be done with this, like, but um, you know, you never fell back into that, and you are just such an excellent example for all the, especially the amount of like functional health clients that you try to help. So I'm very proud of you. I appreciate you, and I could not have done it without you. So yeah. I was, I was, I was roasting Kara last week. So I was like, your brain needs fats. <laughs> yeah, we need fat. But it's so funny because I was like having this conversation with Austin the other week. I'm like, I feel like maturing is realizing that you like fats more than carbs, but is it just because I'm in a deep deficit and I just really want fats back in the diet? <laughs> it's also like though, like brain power. Like I think I just saw one of the little, you know, the little Instagram notes. Actually, have you it gotten John. that update? It was John. Okay, yeah. you finally got the update. Yes. I saw the his little note the other day that was like, uh, it was like if you're struggling with your brain power or something like that today, it was like go eat some fats. Yeah, and I was, was like, like eat some fats. Real. It'll help your brain today. Love. Yeah, that. literally though. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah, just the importance of fueling your body properly as always, and. Yeah, so not much more to chat about on that end. I'm sure I'll be giving you updates as I go through this reverse. Um, Catch me eating a fat salad with some fatty dressing this week. (laughs) Right for you. I might go make one of those right now. (laughs) Heck yeah, heck yeah. And we will be back with our previously scheduled guest and previously scheduled programming next week, (laughs) real. But I'm glad that we were able to do this and at least get something out there for you guys this week. So if this episode resonated with you, if you, you know, feel like you know somebody who needs to hear this episode. If you feel like you know someone who's always chronically dieting and they need to hear that that's not the route to go, please send this to them. Somebody that just needs some uh, patience in their life. Exactly. (laughs) Patience always. But we appreciate all of your love and support. If you would be so kind, please leave us a five-star rating and review. We appreciate it a ton. We hope that you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week and we'll chat with you all next time. Bye guys.